pull up a bar stool. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. I know we've been on a little bit of a hiatus here. We kind of go on an every other week schedule, but uh, JR and I were gonna record last week. It was the day after the election, and we we're like, I just not know. This is not a good time. <laughs> so we put it off. Um, but yeah, we talk about a lot of business-related things that related though to the election and getting political and whether that's something you should do um and talk about pulling away and you know lots of stuff related to some feelings you may be having right now post-election as a business owner or, or manager however you do it so i think you're gonna enjoy this sit back relax pop a bottle let's do it Welcome to another edition of the Social Media Pubcast, where each week we invite you to the virtual pub and we get drunk on social media. Is that it? Is that it? That is it. I And I feel like I'm going to be drunk on laughter today. Dude, it, <laughs> you know, I feel like we're we, we're so inconsistent now. I, can, I definitely can't say each week. I, I don't even remember what I'm supposed to say anymore. But anyway, we've got JR on the show. Uh, I blame JR for the inconsistency. Can't be my fault. And uh, so, you know, you know how we do this. Uh, once J- JR is on once a month, typically, and he takes the wheel, and we talk about kind of business entrepreneurial type stuff. But before we get going, I sure hope you've got something on your desk, some sort of beverage of some sort. What'd you get? Oh, I do have a beverage, and oh, the no. beverage oh, no. is just water. Yes. I'm just drinking water right now. See, should we should we rename this show? <laughs> it's like it's a pubcast unless I invite anyone on, and then it's then they have cranberry juice and water. And yeah, that. we need to get a, a sponsor, a beer sponsor, so then that'll be easier. Because well, I haven't gone to the store. I don't have any alcohol in the house. It's just I'm so tired of excuses today. So I'm working on <laughs> a Fuchwerks, uh Belgian style gold nail. This is not the first time I've had it on the show, but. We're running kind of low in the stash, but uh, it's one of those. It's it's not bad. It's uh, because you know it's, it's Belgian, so it's high alcohol. It's eight eight and a half percent, but it's not one that kind of tastes like it. Because I usually don't like that high alcohol beers. It's too much bite to them. But this this, one, this is a good one. So cheers to you while you drink your water. Cheers. Cheers. All right. So what are we doing today? Well, first off, before we get in that, I have to say I'm drinking my water out of a swell. Mm. I don't know if you know what those are, but the swell is this really cool metallic water bottle that keeps the water cold all day. They're not it's a sponsor. Shocking. They're not a sponsor. So stop giving them so much air time. <laughs> That's true. I had to pay for this, though. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So... I want to start off by oh, stating what's changed since we last talked. Anything changed? Nothing changed. A lot of stuff has changed. <laughs> A lot of stuff has changed. And I guess the first 
topic is is focus. How do you how are you staying focused on business when you've got a new president elect Trump? You have the Tribe Called Quest album <laughs> dropping, and you had a fantasy football loss. Oh my God, you're ridiculous! And the Loomer League to me. Well, you better so, be very clear. That's like an exhibition game for me because it doesn't matter. I'm already in the playoffs. You're one and nine. You're one and nine. Let's be very clear about that. So that was no distraction whatsoever. I actually just forgot I even had a team that week. And didn't even set my roster. I think I had some guys who, you know, some some friends I I picked up off the you know off of waivers that just happened to be there. Like, yeah, I'll throw you in my lineup this week, uh, just to give you a chance because uh, you can beat these guys. But you know, then you end up having someone with three touchdowns, and that was kind of ridiculous. Uh, that worked out well. That worked out well. So so first topic, and I know this one has blown up your Facebook feed. For the last week, and it has been the topic of Trump. So back to how you stay in focus on business when you've been managing the Trump conversations, or have you been managing Trump conversations? It has been difficult. So the first few days, I was pretty heavily involved in because I, I look, I have intentionally been political politically neutral and silent for the most part on facebook for the past four years um it's exhausting getting getting into political battles uh, especially with friends and um and, and when it blows up and then you're like uh is this person my friend anymore uh, all that garbage and then um so i i've intentionally been politically silent or in neutral for the most part during the last four years and then this happened and then I started, you know, sharing some stuff and whatnot and found myself down the same rabbit hole. But I am now again, kind of, this is what sucks, right? Because it is stressful. So I've intentionally kind of pulled myself away again. Um, and I think this totally gives away, you know, where my stand on things is, but this is a prime example, though, of my privilege that I can just like, ah, this is too exhausting. <laughs> I'm just not I'm going to pull myself away and because it doesn't really impact me that much. It impacts others, I think, a lot. And that's what bothers me. Um, but, man, it's just it's so exhausting and frustrating. I can't, you know, I was just having a really difficult time with it. So, yeah, I mean, the focus was difficult. Friday, I really didn't do anything Friday. Um, and, uh, it's normally a day where I can get some stuff done. It's a free day where I can get some stuff done, but it's been tough. Yeah. So for those that are out there that have communities of followers that, you know, trust your judgment, and I don't mean you directly meaning John Loomer, but for those who have followers, what advice do you give them on this idea of staying politically neutral and not taking a stand when you feel like there's a stand to take, you know, because you you have been historically quiet, and I would say you're probably still quiet right now. You're just frustrated. Um, I I wouldn't say I'm quiet, right? I mean, I I wasn't last week. Um, most of the stuff I, I was doing a lot of liking stuff, which people could see. 
Um, and I shared some stuff about, you know, someone people should follow and whatnot. But um, I, I'm not going to say I know what you should do because I, I, I grappled with it myself. This is one of the problems with the f- fact that I've moved to being more public with my Facebook usage. Because it used to be I had a different persona that was public and one for, you know, just sharing with my close friends. And when it was my close friends, I acted a fool, which I'm reminded of all the time on that, on this day on Facebook. I'm like, I shared that? That's ridiculous. But it was, you know, it was just with my my close friends. And now one reason I think I'm more quiet and neutral is because I don't really do stuff so much just for close friends. I just share for everybody. But anyway, to answer your question is, I don't know. I guess, look, on one hand, yes, you will lose customers if you get political. Um... On the other hand, those who agree with you may be become more um, more loyal than they were before. So, so taking taking a stand is fine. I, I'm not. Gonna, I don't know the answer to that though, because th- there are times that even if I agree with a brand, it's just annoying. Like this has nothing to do with like certain things. I'm I'm not saying necessarily about the election, but when. Um, Certain brands take a stand on politics. Sometimes I'm like, was that really necessary? And then like, or or like personal brands especially. I'm gonna, I'll say that. Where all of a sudden all I talk about is politics. I'm like, you know, it's not necessarily why I followed you, but uh, but it's tough to again. It's tough to answer that because there are also some very important topics, and I respect someone's um, decision to kind of take that risk because it is a huge risk. When you get political, it's a huge risk. So, so let me ask a different question. Is it possible to have a neutral reputation in a very social world? Because this is a very social world, and it no. sounds like you're trying to be create a neutral reputation, or are you? Um, it's not intentional. Uh, what I will say is that I don't, I, I don't think it's any coincidence that I have become much less social during the past four years um, online as a result of me being, again, maybe it's coincidence or not, but as a result of me being more neutral and like I want to always being careful not to offend anybody. Um, as a result, I don't share nearly as much on Facebook. And when I do share stuff, it's not all that interesting usually. Uh, I, you know, I'll share occasionally share stuff about my kids and whatnot, but um, I think that's that's what happens as well. If you when you try to become neutral, you neuter yourself. Uh, yeah, and it, you become much less interesting. Um, but I think that's partially the, you know, I made the conscious decision of allowing people to follow me. Uh, so follow my public posts on Facebook. So I don't friend anybody. I like I only friend people who are my friends. Um, which doesn't really matter because I post almost everything publicly anyway. But um, I think if I hadn't done that, I would probably be more social on Facebook right now. Um, so so what what have you learned about becoming less social over the last four years? Do you because I heard you say less interesting. So do you think your your story to yourself now is that since you're less social the last four years, you're less interesting? Yeah. I mean, I think that's a big part. Look, four years ago, I was very careful about everything I posted. 
but I was just making sure it went to the right groups. So if I was going to get political, I actually create a Facebook um, filter or whatever, not filter, but uh, it's, they're not groups. I can't even think of what they're called anymore. But I would only share it to people who I knew it wasn't going to blow, you know, blow up friendships and whatnot. That they had mm-hmm. similar beliefs as me politically. So when I shared it, I wasn't too nervous or worried about it. Now, if I just like something that can be construed as political, which these days I feel like it's just kind of obnoxious that everything is considered political. Mm-hmm. Um, where some things I feel like are just like, <laughs> I, I don't, again, I don't want to get too much into that. I'm, I'm doing that right now. But um, so, so now it's like I just don't share stuff, period. And whereas before I would just to a select group, and which I think ultimately made me more social. So, so as far as characteristics, do you think you're exhibiting more constraint now than you did four years ago, or are you hiding more than you did four years ago? Well, it's got to be something. I, I don't know how you define because it, it's it's not necessarily constraints. Since I was sharing more, but just being more selective about who saw what, whereas now I will. I just share to everybody, but as a result, I share less. All right. Well, I'm going to rattle your cage then because I believe since the last time that we talked, the last time we were here, we, you experienced a heckler <laughs> on Facebook, oh, right? Uh, oh, you're talking about uh, like from like three weeks or four weeks ago? Yeah, before the last time uh, we haven't we haven't had we have not been here since then. So yes, absolutely. Like three or four weeks ago, tell the story. You were you, there was a heckler. Yeah. So on one of my ads, um, I can't even tell you what it was promoting at the time. I, I think it was just a free webinar. Yeah, it was. It was now because I remember the kind of the the path this took. It was a free webinar. And this guy comments, is it free? I'm like, yeah. And so I, this, is, this must, have, must have been like a bad day for me or whatever because I get, I really start losing my patience with people sometimes. Like, yeah, it says it's free like three times <laughs> in the ad. But is it really free? It says something like that. Like, look, you can go to the landing page, just register. Yeah, it's free. And then he starts going back. But are you going to sell something? Like, And then he, he starts snooping on my site like, $497 for a 45-minute session with you? Are you crazy? And, like, you really overvalue yourself. Like, all this kind of stuff. And um, so I initially just started hiding the conversation. Like, anyone who manages ads, you, you understand that you can basically hide something where they don't realize the person who's doing uh, in the comment thread doesn't realize it's being hidden. So they can keep acting a fool and say whatever they want. Um, and I can continue the conversation with them, but it's, especially in an ad, it's like, it's, it, I was like, I don't need everybody else to see this. But then I reversed course because I was like, okay, this is going to be an opportunity. So you don't agree with the fact that it's $497 for a 45 minute conversation with me. That's fine. Let me tell you my story. So then I wrote, um, a long response, um, just explaining my story about, you know, where I'm coming from, what I value, um, you know, my value system, uh, but also how I've gone through, the, you know, underpricing my services to, um, you know, valuing my time and not needing to have lots of one-on-ones. 
like I, you know, I, I don't, it's not, it's not important that I have a bunch of them, but also wanting to attract the right people, like all these lessons I've learned over five plus years. And because I've, I've learned that people waste your time and don't value your time if you underprice something like this, which is I'm selling my time. I'm not selling a product. I'm selling my time. And, um, you know, it, my, the main purposes of this wasn't necessarily get through to him. Uh, I, I, he was a lost cause, this guy. He's he was a true troll. Um, but I unhid the conversation. And wouldn't you know, several people saw it and responded in very, very positive terms. So um, I think that's, you know, kind of an example of if you've got trolls, it's, it's not so much about turning them around, but how you respond to them can help you attract the right people. Yeah, because I like the I like that you took a stand because that's what shows up for me is as we were talking about staying politically neutral when we're talking about elections. In this situation, you absolutely took a stand and displayed some courage to sharing that conversation thread. What, what Did anything surprise you about after you shared the conversation thread? Um, I wouldn't say so much surprise. I, I, I think um, it went kind of the way I'd want it to go. I, I mean, I, I responded for a reason because... I thought it gave me an opportunity to tell my story and explain the type of audience I'm trying to target and the lessons I've learned. So doing that was intentional. Um, So when I had responses from people saying, hey, I love this. I'm going to use, you know, use this kind of type of approach when someone questions my pricing. Um, This makes me want to buy your products even more. I mean, those type of responses were awesome. I wouldn't say they were necessarily surprising um because I've, I've learned over time because this again this is and everything i do is intentional the prices i set i want to attract the right people i don't want to attract the people who want everything for free who are going to be angry that a 90 minute free webinar might actually have a product pitch in it at some point <laughs> those are not my people so um i wouldn't say as a surprise it, it's probably validation that it was the right move so I, I like this. So for those that are listening, the idea of handling your heckler, it sounds like you responded by telling a story because you you could have ignored him. Oh, yeah. And you didn't. Oh, yeah. You could have ignored him and you didn't. So step one is respond and respond by telling your story. I think step two is unhiding that conversation because you could have responded and then just not – displayed the conversation at all right and then i think if we we're just doing three steps and this is one i'm not sure you've done yet how do you let go of this so it doesn't distract you from the business because again we started this conversation is how are you staying focused on the business and you have hecklers you have hecklers that are distracting so you've responded by telling a story you've unhid the conversation What's the last thing for you? Do you are you still hung up on it or no? Well, not I'm not now because I feel like it was taken care of. But mm-hmm. I will say that I take everything too personally. Mm-hmm. So whether it's you know a political conversation with friends, or you know dealing with a heckler, 
um, I was out to lunch with my wife at the time, with Lisa at the time. And um, so I hate that I was mentally distracted during, during that lunch by this guy. And I even <laughs> mentioned it in one of my responses. I'm like, look, I'm, this is burning me up right now, trying to enjoy <laughs> my lunch with my wife. And I couldn't because I was too concerned about this back and forth. Um, of course, you know, part of me was hoping that would make him feel a little guilty. It did not. Uh, because again, it, when you got a true troll, it's a true troll. They don't give a crap about anybody uh, except for causing chaos. So um, I don't really have any advice in terms of not letting it distract you because it distracts me. It absolutely does. I absolutely believe you do have advice. I, don't I just think... So uh, here's all right. So how can you get yourself out of the spin cycle? Because that's what this is. And you know, for as long as I've known you, it's easy to get you to in the spin cycle. For me, I think it is. That's why I, I'm glad to have beat you in fantasy. Because <laughs> even though you say it doesn't bother you, <laughs> I think it does. But that's okay. But isn't there, can't you do something to get yourself out the spin cycle to where you know you're taking yourself too personally? Well, I mean, you pick your battles. Like, I mean, that, that was a battle I picked. Okay. There, there are a lot of them. Yeah, I do ignore them. I do just hide them um, when the, the, there's nothing productive that can come out of it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, this one I was just inspired to respond because, again, I think I was just kind of in one of those moods that day anyway, <laughs> where I, I kind of sarcastically responded to him because I was like, give me a break, man. Read the freaking ad. It says it's free three times. It's free. Um, and then he kept coming back and forth. So I, I kind of locked myself into it at that point. But I think that the I, don't don't I mean, don't feel like you also have to respond to all these morons either. Um Un, try, try to figure out when it can end up being something productive um, and but you know just people who I mean I guess I don't have a great if, it, if it's just one just I don't know again I, I normally hide these things if it's negative from the start where it's clear they probably weren't even targeted they just saw it because someone else engaged with it they have no intention and in, in, um, and it's clear they probably don't even have any understanding of this market or anything. And I just hide them and like, that's fine. So I, I'm going to tell you, you gave advice already on how to get yourself out of the spin cycle is know your mood, pick your battles and ignore the rest. Yeah. That's exactly what you said. And I think it's spot on is your mood definitely dictates <laughs> if, if you're going to get into a spend cycle. Yeah. Um, and try not to feel guilty. And uh, I can tell you, I have not, because I use, not to plug another product, but I use Agora Pulse to manage all the the ads and everything else, the, the comments that are coming through. Um, I think this is definitely related to the fact that I'm just mentally spent right now. Um, ever since mm-hmm. uh, the the election, I've ignored it. Like I don't, and not not that I even have probably a bunch of trolls in there. I might not have any. I just, I tell you, I, I think sometimes you just have to take a mental break. Um, 
And there are going to be some moments in there where it may impact business. Like there, I guarantee there are probably some people who wanted some more information on something and they're not getting it and they're not going to buy a product from me. And you know what? I'm okay with that. Um, cause you know, I just am not in a good mental state right now. Uh, it's just been exhausting and I need to, so, I need to pull myself away, just like, kind of like how I'm not on Facebook that much right now. I'm just trying to pull myself away a little bit and relax. So let, let's kind of move the, the conversation to baseball. So it sounds like you're in a slump. It sounds like the last week is a bit of a slump. Maybe. Maybe. Look, I was, okay. What I also say is, um, kind of like with baseball, and our, as our team is really, there's it's year-round pretty much, and there's very little time to relax. Um, you need a period of time. Like I'm, I'm having my like in our practices right now. I make sure we don't do any pitching. We're not doing any uh, like hitting specific or like fielding specific. Like we're, we're getting into all the details. Like all that's exhausting. Like they don't need to do all that right now. Rest, rest their mind a little bit and just focus on um, uh, strength and conditioning types of things. So. I kind of compare that to my my mental state right now with with the business, and that I'm kind of down the home stretch right now for the rest of the year. Um, not not that I'm intentionally getting lazy, but like I I I sent you a, a text like I think I'm gonna go dark. Now I'm not completely going dark, but all I've got I've got one more lesson, which is easy for me to do for my four week training program. This is what I what I do every month pretty much, and that's good. Um, beyond that, I don't have any training programs in December. Um, I have only one more free webinar series. And so I'm ready to kind of kick back a little bit and cause you need to unwind, uh, cause this is one, one concern I always have is, you know, pushing, 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 pushing to the end of the year and trying to hit all these goals and you hit them. How do you get yourself remotivated? So I think for me, it's almost I've learned from that and I'm unwinding now so I can hit the ground running January 1st or whatever date. All right. So then I got to know this because we just talked baseball. We talked a little bit of fantasy football. I want to know why you believe the bye week exists in football. Because when I listen to you say home stretch, resting your mind, unwinding, remotivating, do you see similarities with the bye week in football? Well, I think the main reason for the bye week in football is to get players healthy because there's so many injuries. But okay. it's uh, I think it's both it's a both a physical and mental thing. I mean, I think what we found I don't have the stats in front of me, but teams coming off a of bye week typically perform better. No kidding, I never n- never thought about that. They don't they don't share that enough. Well, I mean, think about it. Not only are you more likely to be healthy. But you have two whole weeks to prepare for one team, whereas that other team probably only had one week to prepare for you. That's a good point. I'm sorry. I like that. Yeah. yeah, you are a little bit. So, so we start off with how you're staying focused on business. Um, let's pivot to how you're staying focused on other things. And I'm going to say the topic of running. Mm. How's your running going? It's it's better now. So. Uh, I, you know, anyone who doesn't know, so Mark Zuckerberg had this whole challenge, I guess, 
of running a mile a day uh, on average. So anyone who's like writes to me, he's like, you shouldn't run just one mile a day. Uh, that's not, it's just an on average. So for him, he said 365 miles during the year. For me, I'm like, look, there are 366 days this year. So 366 has been my goal. Um, it's, there have been times where it's been difficult because of baseball and business and whatnot. But then I had a ridiculous September where I ran like crazy, got ahead, didn't run at all in October. And now I'm running again here in November. So I'm going to hit that 366 tomorrow actually is. Oh, no kidding. That's good. So you hit it tomorrow. And you have a month left. What does that month left look like? Are you done running? I think. Oh, no, you have the turkey trot, don't you? Right, right. So one reason I'm running, too, is that, look, my my kids have surpassed me as runners. Um, Two of them, at least. I can still outrun little JJ, but he's only eight, so that's not much, you know, something to be proud of. But but we're going to do this turkey trot on Thanksgiving morning, and I just want to make sure I'm as fit as possible for it. Um, so I'm stuck. I, I so might I, I might still have a chance against Ryan. Definitely not a chance against Michael though. So um, you ran the turkey trot last year, right? I did. I don't even remember how I did in that. Oh, I remember because we ran together and you did not beat me. So yeah. <laughs> that's all I remember. I also remember so, it was cold. This is cold. <laughs> there was ice. Everyone, <laughs> it was awful. It's awful. That was not fun. But so yeah, my goal. I, I won't. So my goal is not only to prepare for that. Like I'm playing. I want to run 400 miles basically for this year. Okay. So cool. which shouldn't be too tough. I mean, I'll I'll run another 15 or so just before the turkey trot, and so I won't, I won't have a whole lot left. Um, and then December will be hard. I mean, look, we're in Denver, Denver area, so. Running out here gets difficult once it gets colder, but uh, absolutely, I get to, to four hundred, and then my goal for next year will be five hundred. How, how's that beer going? It's almost gone. All right, I'm going to take a quick swig of water out the swell. All right, so last topic. Mm-hmm. So we went through handling your heckler, talked a little bit about Trump talked a little bit about Facebook and how to handle yourself if you're going to be neutral or if you're going to take some stand on some topics. I have to mention this, Tribe Call Quest. <laughs> so tell me, tell me, just tell me. I just said Tribe Call Quest. You laugh. Keep going. What, what are you doing? I have a feeling you're about to play Tribe. <laughs> So you watched Saturday Night Live last weekend, huh? I did. It was great. So you and I talked about Trump. All right, sorry. Have you heard kids yet? <laughs> Have you heard kids? Yeah, I love kids. It's great. I love kids as a song. Great song. Andre 3000 is amazing. So, so I have to ask, because we talked about this on a call or two over the week, and I described, the, I asked you, did it feel like drinking from the fountain of youth to listen to Tribe Called Quest? And what was your answer? It did. Look, um, 
I I feel older and older all the time, especially like uh, when I see other friends who are similar ages who who listen to some of this music that I, I still listen to that is from my childhood. And then I'm like, man, you look old. Like, oh yeah, I listen to that too. But um I think when Tribe Called Quest came out with their new album, it wasn't like you're not you're not just listening to something that came out in 1992. It came out right now, and they sound freaking awesome. And it was uh, so instead of like listening to something like yeah, I remember where I was when I heard that. It was like creating one of those new memories again. So now I'm gonna remember where I was when I heard that for the first time. Um, so it was pretty cool. I felt uh, yeah, I felt a little kind of young again. Made the ugly face head bob, uh, listening to it. That's when you know something's good when you make the ugly face head bob. So, it, and I would echo that same sentiment because I absolutely had the head bob. I absolutely had the ugly face going, <laughs> and I'll even add the third thing. I listened to it like ten times in a row. Yeah, I mean, there are three songs in particular. I just. I listen to over and over and over, and that that's when you know it's a good one. Yeah. I was wondering if, I think I asked you this the other day as well, what you're listening to when you're running, because I would have thought that you would have listened to that, because I was listening to it when I ran the past few days. I just, I can't right now, because I've got, I have the Apple Watch now, and um, my earbuds, because I've got some Beats earbuds, they're wireless. Um, they have not arrived yet. Until I have wireless earbuds, I can't listen to anything unless I run with my phone again. So, oh. so that's why I'm not. But typically, I mean, you know the uh, the playlists I listen to because you've contributed to it. But that's typically what I what I listen to when I run. Yeah, no doubt. Well, that's all I have. I was going to go. Maybe next time we'll go into how you're handling unexpected change because I know you, you love pleasant surprises, but unpleasant surprises are definitely a distraction. So I think we'll talk about that next time because Trump was an unpleasant surprise. Maybe we'll talk about that next time. All right, man. Well, you're going to get the tab this time, you and your water. Yes, I'm absolutely going to get the tab this time. And unlike you, I will tip. Because I'm a good tipper. I'm a good tipper. So I always do 20% plus. You have to be terrible. I mean terrible not to get over 20% for me. How about you? I'm, I'm about to do 30 right now just to one-up you. Wow. That is one-up. I mean, it's, it's pretty impressive when you can uh, tip 30% for something that doesn't even exist. And it's all imaginary. That's awesome, man. You should be proud of yourself. That's good stuff. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thanks, everybody. Yeah, this is good. Uh, Thanks again, JR, for taking the wheel and running the show and making me feel really uncomfortable. But that 8.5%, I feel a little little comfortable, actually, uh, drinking this beer. Oh, 8.5% alcohol. Oh, I was wondering what you're talking about. So I feel comfortable. I'm okay. Uh, I may regret everything later. But uh, thanks, everyone, for being on. Uh, I think next week we're already there. We'll have uh, Andrew back on the show, so we'll get back into the Facebook nerdy stuff. Um, 
hope you enjoyed it. Until next time, do awesome things.